Hello, I'm Pastor Peter. Yeah, I'm here. Uh, Pastor Sam's on vacation, so he asked me to substitute for him. Uh, last time I substituted for him was in February. I need to make a retraction from the last sermon because I told a lie in that last sermon. So that, in February when I spoke here, it was three days after my son was born. So I was on this super high, like, euphoric state. And in that sermon, I said, baby poo doesn't smell. Because I guess the first, week, first couple poos, they don't smell. And then the bacteria gets in there. So I need to take that back because it, it smells. Baby poo smells really bad. Okay, so that one I take back. Okay. So this sermon, uh, we're going to talk about, uh, it's called Rules for the Road. So it's about, uh, yeah, setting goals and, like, how do you get to your goals that you set in life. So June 15, uh, L.A.'s reopening. And uh, I don't know how you're feeling about COVID. If you feel like this past, you look back on this past year, if you feel like you came back, came out of it better or worse. Uh, I, during the week, I teach at a high school, and uh, for students, it's been really bad. It's the record year of Fs for our school and for a lot of schools. So uh, next year, they're looking at a lot of students are just starting a year back because they just failed all their classes. So, and then some people. Um, uh, Business-wise, it's been a really tough year. Some people, mental health-wise, tough year. Uh, some people, physical health-wise, really tough year. I gained a ton of weight uh, this past year. But uh, today's sermon is about as we look into next year, uh, as, as LA is reopening, like how do we set goals and how do we get there? Like how do we make sure next year we come out better uh, and not in the same place as this year? Right. So I'm going to read a passage from Revelation chapter three. Uh, this is Jesus' words to this church in Sardis. And, uh, yeah, Sardis, is, they're having some problems. This church is having some problems. Revelation chapter 3, verse 1. To the angel of the church in Sardis write, These are the words of him who holds the seven spirits of God and the seven stars. I know your deeds. You have a reputation of being alive, but you are dead. Wake up, strengthen, and remain what is about to die, for I have found your deeds unfinished in the sight of my God. Remember, therefore, what you have received and heard. Hold it fast and repent. But if you do not wake up, I will come like a thief, and you will not know at what time I will come to you. Yet you have a few people in Sardis who have not sold their clothes. They will walk with me dressed in white, for they are worthy. The one who is victorious will, like them, be dressed in white. I will never blot out the name of the person from the book of life, but will acknowledge that name before my father and his angels. Whoever has ears, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. Right. So Sardis is this church in uh, modern-day Turkey. And it was a very important city in the Persian Empire and Roman Empire, and it was known for its military strength. Right. So there's this mountain in the city, Mount Timolus. It's 5,000 feet high, and it's on a plateau. It's flat at the top, and they built a citadel on top of that. So they like, built like this castle. Right, so it had this uh, city known for uh, its military strength in the valley. It's called Valley of Her Hermas. It was very fertile, so they were very rich. They had five roads going through the city, so they had a lot of trade. They had uh, woolen garments. They sold these white robes, so they're a very rich area, very rich, prosperous, and military power. They were a military power. But at the time of writing this, uh, the city is living in kind of the past, all right? The, all its kind of glory had faded. Uh, they weren't doing as well. They're living off the uh, past reputation. And the same thing happened to the church, all right? So in verse 1, he's, 
Uh, Jesus says to the church, you have a reputation of being alive, but you are dead, right? And he says, I know your deeds. So Jesus is saying to the church, I know what you did in the past, right? They did great stuff in the past. They had a great reputation. But Sardis, uh, the false teachings had gotten into the church, and they were kind of fading, right? They are fading out. And then in verse 2, uh, Jesus says, wake up, right? Wake up, strengthen what is about to die, right? So he's kind of like trying to give them, like shake them up, say, wake up, you're, you're fading out. You need to wake up. Right? And then uh, verse 3, remember, therefore, what you have received and heard, hold fast, hold, hold it fast and repent. Right? So he's, he's trying to shake them away. Right? You guys got too comfortable, too complacent. You're saying, oh, that's good enough. Our reputation in the past is good enough. And they kind of faded. All right? So uh, Sardis, it was a military uh, stronghold. And there's this saying, there's this military saying, um, I used to read these books on, like, generals and stuff. And there's this military saying that says, never storm a fortified hill, right? You never try to take a castle or a bunker on a, on a hill, right? Because you always lose, all right? But there were two times in Sardis' history where they captured that citadel on that 5,000-foot mountain, all right? And you think, how do you capture, especially back then, they don't have airplanes and stuff. It's just hand-to-hand combat. How do you capture a castle on top of a 5,000-foot mountain, right? So uh, two times in their history, they got captured, and how did it happen? Both times, the guards fell asleep, right? That's how they, they caught that uh, castle, right? The guards had fallen asleep, so the enemy had gotten in, right? So this is uh, the message that uh, Jesus is giving to that church. Wake up. You need a course correction, right? You guys were doing well. You guys were doing great in the past, but you kind of faded, all right? So... Uh, today we're going to talk about uh, three tips to make sure you get to your destination. So uh, my encouragement to everyone is as we open up LA to think of some goals for, for you for this next year. It could be uh, physical health goals, spiritual, academic, career, family, whatever the goals are to make some goals for this next year. So, so I was listening to this podcast by this psychologist and he was saying, uh, when people make goals and they move toward their goals, they get happier, right? They, when they progress to your goal, they get happier. And a lot of times you're even happier just progressing to your goal than actually when you get the goal, all right? So Miley Cyrus was right when she said, it's the climb, right? It's all about the climb, right? So uh, my encouragement to you is set some goals for this next year. And uh, uh, yeah, this sermon is about tips for you to reach your goal. So there's this uh, Tom Cochran song, and he says, Life is like a road that you travel on, where there's one day here and next day gone. Only get to live one day, and then it's gone. All right, so we had this, uh, in youth group, we had a graduation service, and I can't believe those 12th graders graduated, because they came in as 6th graders. They were really little. Sam used to be so skinny. And then uh, their voices were like, baby, and then now they're, they got deep voices. They're bigger than me now, and they're gone. They're going to college, and you're like, man, how this happened? So uh, we can't live life looking through the rearview mirror. We got to live life going forwards, but how do you live life so you don't have regrets? You don't look back and go, man, I, I should have done this different or should have done that differently. So here's three tips to help you reach your goals. Right? Number one is borrow a map, right? Especially this one applies especially for career goals. Where do you want to be in your career 5, 10, 15 years from now? 
Uh, one tip to help you get there is borrow a map. Proverbs 13.20 says this. Walk with the wise and become wise. For a companion of fools suffers harm. Trouble pursues the sinner. But the righteous are rewarded with good things. Right? So whoever walks with wise, you hang out with wise people, you become wise. Right? But the companion of the fool, even if you don't do foolish stuff, you end up, usually end up suffering the same consequences as a fool. All right? So in the book of Proverbs, the fool is the person who lives life without any care. They're careless. They don't really think about how what I do today is going to impact tomorrow. All right? So there's these seasons in life, right? You go through school, middle school, high school, and college, and then job. But then especially after, after college, I really didn't know what to do. I was like, what do I do now, right? And then... Uh, if, yeah, so what do you do if you, if you want to reach those goals? One tip is you can just borrow a map, right? Ask somebody who's traveled the road before you or ask somebody who's where you want to be, right? Just ask them, right? How do you get there? Get some tips from them, right? I remember, uh, yeah, and a lot of times it's usually in the transitions of life. That's where you just don't know what you're doing, right? If you're transitioning from high school to college, or you just got married, or just had first kid, that transition period is usually the scariest time, because you don't know what you're doing. Uh, I remember, for me, when I had my uh, son, Leon, the scariest thing the nurse uh, said to me, uh, after I had my son, the nurse said to me, she said, Mr. Bake, if you pull your car out to the front, I'll bring Mrs. Bake and your son down, and you can go home, right? And I was like, no, <laughs> no, please no, right? I, I, we spent like two days there. I only knew like diaper change and like like the padding on the back for burping. I didn't know anything. Right? I was like, no, please don't send me home, right? And I remember that ride home, I drove so slow and I was freaking out because I didn't know what I'm doing, right? So what do you do? You borrow a map, borrow someone's map, right? So... And then, yeah, a lot of families and friends gave us advice, and it helped us out a lot. So there's this thing called Vernon's Law, right? So Vernon's Law says this. Uh, experience is a hard teacher because it gives the test first and then the lesson after, right? So Vernon's Law. Experience is a tough teacher because it gives you a test, and then you learn the lesson after. So only way to avoid bad ex- uh, one way to avoid all bad experience, avoid Vernon's Law, is you ask someone who's already taken the test, you just ask them, hey, how do I avoid this? What's the best way to navigate this? All right, so uh, I remember um, uh, uh, the first time my son got sick, we freaked out, right, because he got a little fever, and the doctor said, give him Tylenol, but my wife and I, we were like, ah, he's he's so young, we don't want to give him medicine already, and uh, we were kind of freaking out, because a lot of things weren't working the way we thought, like we read books and watched YouTube videos, but that stuff only worked like some of the time, <laughs> like the techniques they teach you. And then I was like, what do we do? What do we do? He has a fever. And then I remembered, oh, I know what to do, right? What would mom do, right? Mom would get a cold towel and put it on his head, right? So we did that and it worked. It worked out fine. It worked out great. So first tip, uh, how do you get to your goals is borrow a map, right? Find a mentor. Right, and uh, if you just find people and just ask them questions, you'll be surprised how much they're just happy to help and give you tips. So, 
step one, how do you reach your goals is borrow a map. Step two, uh, to reach your destination, reach your goals is pay attention to the signs, right? Pay attention to the signs. I don't know if anyone here lives in West LA, but when I was in college, I had a delivery job in West LA and parking in West LA is just horrendous, all right? It's horrible, it stinks. I'm, I don't know if it's still like that, I'm guessing it still is, but uh, it was so depressing when you'd get a parking ticket because uh, I'll be making deliveries and you get a ticket and that's your day's salary, that's it. You just lost your whole day's salary. You're like, oh, come on. And then, because they have these signs where it's like, uh, you know, uh, no parking Wednesday, street cleaning, but then they have a little sign under it Right, and it says like, okay, no parking four to seven, and then they'll get a little sign under it with some other stuff like Tuesday, Thursday, it's this, and you're like, oh. so. Uh, second tip: how to reach your destination. Uh, pay attention to signs. So especially uh, when it comes to relationships, this helps a lot. Proverbs 19:20 says this: listen to advice and accept discipline, and at the end you will be counted among the wise. Many are the plans in a person's heart but it's the Lord's purpose that prevails, right? So what the wise do, when they see the signs, they respond, right? They'll change their course, they'll make adjustments, right? So pay attention what's going on with your family, kids, financially, right? There'll be signs like slow down or hey, you need to change this, right? So it's really tempting, it's usually the most tempting to avoid the signs uh, when, when they are about relationships, like relational signs, right? So. Uh, I remember uh, before I got married, this is my, I'm in my second year of marriage, and before I got married, I told my wife, hey, I'm the cleanest person in my family, all right? Because she met my family. My family's a little weird, okay? That's, I'll just put it like that. All right, but I was like, hey, don't worry. My, I'm the cleanest person in my family. And then <laughs> she moved in, and then I realized how that didn't really mean much, Because right? my family, I guess, was... So the standard was really low, right? So we would go around the house, oh, you need to clean this, you need to fix this. And I was like, really, people clean that? And it's like, yes, normal people do clean this. I was like, oh, okay. So uh, if more than one person has brought something to your attention that you need to work on, especially if they don't know each other, that's a sign, right? That's a sign of, hey, I need to work on this. I need to change this, right? So if you ever find yourself getting defensive, uh, saying stuff like, you know, don't bring that up, or I don't want to hear that, or I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm fine, right? Then you're ignoring the signs, right? So uh, in order to get to your goals faster and with less regret, tip two is don't ignore the signs, right? So, uh, I remember a few years ago when I was in this teaching program, they do this thing where they videotape you teaching, and then this older teacher will analyze it, and they'll go over every single thing you did wrong. Right? And I remember at first I would get so defensive, right? Because so the mentor teacher would be like, why'd you do this? Why'd you do that? And I'd be like, man, I was busy and there was this kid. And he, oh. But I was getting really defensive at first. But then as soon as you decide to accept and say, okay, you know what? I need to listen. I need to do what this mentor teacher tells me. The faster I improved when I, when I started to listen, right? So second tip, how do you get to your destination is uh, watch out for the signs. Third tip. Last tip is uh, how to get to your goals is don't carry unnecessary baggage, right? Don't carry unnecessary baggage, right? So in the, if you go to the airport, you know, they, they weigh your baggage. 
And then uh, I think I heard, I think it was Delta or somebody, they're considering, I don't know if they passed it, but they're considering now weighing passengers, all right, because they said the airplanes were built uh, way back when they, and they had a certain average, they were calculated a certain average weight for Americans, but they're saying uh, the average weight has gone up, all right? So like, they're worried about the planes being able to hold the amount of people. So I think there's one airline, they're considering now weighing you right before you uh, go on a plane, right? So uh, for us, sometimes uh, we could have uh, spiritual baggage, right? Stuff from our past that we're carrying with us, right? And it's slowing us down, right? It's keeping us from uh, getting to our goals, right? I remember for me, uh, in my first year of marriage, it was scary, right? Because all this stuff started coming up, right? I didn't even know it, right? But all this stuff started coming up, and then there was this point where I realized, whoa, I'm starting to act like my dad. <laughs> it was really weird. It was scary. Like, I, I was starting to say stuff like my dad did, and I was like, oh, no, this is not good. <laughs> I need to fix this. So uh, take a look uh, inside. See, is there any baggage you're carrying around, any hurts you may have from the past? Uh, you might have been betrayed or left out or issues with parents. All right, missed out on things, and it, it leaves you angry or sometimes bitter, uh, vulnerable, sometimes uh, suspicious of others. And it's hard to unpack. It's hard to leave behind. But when we don't deal with that uh, excess baggage, uh, what happens is that stuff grows. Right? That stuff stays in there, and it grows. Ephesians 4.26 says, In your anger, do not sin. Do not let the sun go down while you're angry, for anger gives a foothold to the devil. So he's saying, don't, don't go to sleep angry, or else, or else it gives a foothold to the devil, and that stuff will grow. All right? So when I read this verse before marriage and after marriage, it had, like, different meanings. All right? So before marriage, I read this verse, I was like, yeah, yeah. When I get married, we're going to settle everything, not, not go to sleep angry. And then after marriage, I read this, and I was like, I don't think Apostle Paul got married, Because right? this is hard. This is really hard to do, right? And then actually turns out, yeah, from church tradition, Apostle Paul wasn't married. So, but it's really hard, right? Because that anger, you got to deal with it, but you're avoiding it, and it's really tough. But uh, later on in verse 31, Apostle Paul tells you how to, how to do it. Get rid of all bitterness, rage, anger, outcry, and slander, along with every form of malice. Be kind and tenderhearted to one another, forgiving each other, just as in Christ God forgave you. Right? We forgive because Jesus forgave us. All right? So how, you got to figure out what is, uh, how to get rid of that excess baggage, that baggage that's uh, pulling you down. It's that baggage that other people have to navigate around. Uh, you'd be like, watch out, don't bring up this person, or don't bring up this topic around this person, all right? So Paul says, you need to get rid of it. And the way to get rid of it is to forgive, right? And I know it's tough because we think, oh, that, but that person owes me, right? Because of that hurt or that pain that person caused me. And the worst part sometimes uh, is when that person doesn't even know they hurt you, right? That's the worst, right? Because, oh, that person hurt me or said that, and they don't even know. They don't even remember it. They don't even think it's a big deal, right? So, and we're waiting to be paid back, right? We're waiting for that sorry or that person to make up for it, 
right? But as we do that, that hurt, that baggage, it's growing, right? So uh, uh, how do we get rid of the, that baggage? We got to close the account, right? We got to forgive, right? Not because it's right, not because that person is sorry, but because of what Christ did for us, for, uh, forgiving us, us of our sins on the cross, right? So I remember uh, I had this uh, baggage I was carrying around for a long time, and it was from my last church job. Right? I had this baggage, and I had this anger, right? And uh, there was a lot of different things that happened, but the one thing that really stuck out and kept, it would come out. It would bubble up. Year, I mean, this is years later. It would bubble up, and I remember sometimes I would be driving, and especially it's there, the, my old church is on the, next to the 210 freeway, so especially if I ever drove by, I would, like, grip the steering wheel. <laughs> like, it would just be, like, this visceral reaction. And what happened was uh, the one thing that stuck out was basically uh, at that church we had a tradition. Whenever a pastor left, uh, everyone would write a check for like $150, and uh, they'd throw a party and give, it, give him the money, right? So over the years, you know, I, I ended up writing a lot of those checks. I can't, I can't remember. It was either four or five of those checks, all right? So at least $600 I gave to people, all right? And then uh, finally after like eight and a half years there, I was tired, burned out. It was time for me to go. And, yeah, I was upset about having to leave, but I was looking forward to, hey, I'm going to get my money back. At least, at least I get my money back, right? And then I remember, um, uh, yeah, they had the party, whatever, and they didn't give me the thing, right? It's usually in envelopes, Koreans like envelopes. I didn't get it. You know, I was like so pissed, right? And then uh, they, what happened was the guy who usually organized that, uh, he was let go like a year earlier. So the guy who did organize that, he was gone. So they gave me a gift card, and it was for $50 to Target. And then when I went to use it, it had already been used. <laughs> so it wasn't the full $50. So I was like, oh, so I was so angry. For years, I was angry, and I held on to it. But then God gave me a sign. Right? God gave me a sign of, hey, you need to let this go. All right? And the sign was... Uh, they had this uh, CRC conference at our old location, and uh, uh, the old church's senior pastor came, right? The guy who let me go. And then uh, I was like, right, it's like coming up, right? I saw him again. And then later, uh, Pastor Ken goes up to introduce him. He was the speaker. And then he shares that uh, Pastor Ken went to high school with him, right? They knew each other from high school. And then the guy... Uh, went to prom with Pastor Ken's sister, right? And I was like, okay, I think I need to let this go, all right? Let this go, all right? Let it go, because they're best buddies, right? My old boss and my new boss are best buddies. I was like, okay, let it go, all right? So it may not feel fair to forgive, all right? You might feel like they owe you, but it's uh, in order to get that freedom from that past baggage, you got to cancel the debt. You got to forgive, not because... They earned it or they said sorry because of the forgiveness we received from Christ. All right, so my encouragement to all of you as we go into this next year, um, we're all going somewhere, all right, so, but we want to get there on time and on purpose, all right, so my encouragement to you is just set some high goals for yourself this next year and remember the three tips, borrow a map, uh, pay attention to the signs and get rid of any unnecessary baggage, all right, let's pray. Dear God, I just pray for all of us. Uh, it's been a weird year, 
uh, ups and downs for a lot of us this past year. And I just pray as we go into this uh, new post-June 15 year, Lord, I just pray, Lord, uh, that you would help us to set some high goals, to continue to have faith, that whatever uh, hardships we faced this past year, that we can overcome them. And I just pray, Lord, uh, that we would uh, borrow maps, that we, you would put mentors in our lives, people who could show us the way, that we would uh, pay attention to the signs, Lord, the things that we need to change in our lives, that you would open up our eyes, open up our hearts so we could see them, Lord, and help us to get rid of any unnecessary baggage, past hurts, past anger, past bitter that we're holding and carrying around. Lord, help us to just forgive because you forgave us, Lord. We pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen.